welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me as always is Court Winston. Good day to you, Katie. Oh, and there's the opening bell. What are we going to talk about today? Uh, you know what? I had a I had a, a burrito for lunch, and it just wrecked my stomach. Gave me lots of gas. Hmm? <laughs> I'm like, why are you talking about what you ate for lunch? Did you get this burrito at the gas station? <laughs> No, of course not. That would be that would be tragic. Hey, I mean, there are some great gas stations. Okay, y'all are probably thinking we're crazy. We are going to talk about in this episode, gas. We're going to talk about gas prices. We're going to talk about the behavior behind filling up your tank and where you decide to get gas, where mm-hmm. you decide to shop, what you decide to do, but also kind of give you a little education about why are gas prices so crazy? Why is it such a hot topic? Because I feel like... Behind weather, like, you know, obviously somebody small talk, you're like, oh, yeah, how's the weather today? But it's also, have you seen those gas prices? Because mm. that's always a hot topic. And a lot of time it's always, oh, it's the president. It's who's ever in office. It's political. That's a component of it. But in this episode, I hope you learn, like, the actual science behind it all of how those prices come about. Okay, so that makes a little bit more sense. When you told me we were going to be talking about gas today, I thought, gas, that's, you know, what we're going <laughs> to... Talk about people burping and stuff. You know, you're talking about gasoline. Yes, gasoline. This is the gassy episode. Bullcast <laughs> oh unleaded. Oh my god! See, and this is just about to prove a point because uh, my mama Jane, she's uh, one of my mom's good friends, and I call her Mama Jane. She used to make a comment about how she wanted to do a study that every time you say the word fart, don't want to look at y'all's faces. All guys just kind of get like this little boyish giggle. And like, I'm looking at Cam and he's like trying to contain it. I'm numb to it because my boys say it all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. It's little boys that really, really love, that are obsessed with all things fart and poop. And once you've been around a little boy that just says it constantly, you just kind of go, okay, please move on to something else. When are you going to, yeah. you know. Okay, I know we got to move on because this is getting a little trashy here. Gastrointestinal episode will be later. <laughs> We're down not going to do that. So, to start it off, we've got a list, and this is actually a list that we're borrowing from USA Today's top 10 best gas stations in America. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. They, they actually have a list of the top 10 best gas stations in America. Yes, well, it's more about best gas station chains. Essentially, oh. not necessarily like it's this specific gas station. Hmm. But uh, you want to start it off, Court? Uh, sure. Okay. So apparently, there's an Iowa-based Casey's General Store, uh, and, and apparently they are they are well loved for their breakfast pizzas. Yeah. They were number one on the list. Yeah. Uh, actually, no. This I just listed these. They're oh. not number one. Okay. So number they're... one is number ten, actually. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, so you the next. Screwed, screwed. I'm sorry. Up. I screwed, screwed you up. up. Yeah. Iowa-based, another Iowa-based. What is with Iowa? They're creating gas stations. High V. Its slogan is helpful smiles in every aisle. It started as a general store in the 1930s and then obviously grew from there and started doing gas. I actually drove through Iowa just just recently, but um, I was only very briefly in the state. I'm not sure exactly how my route uh, hit the state, but I, I was. Uh, I think I went from Kansas to... Nebraska, but by way of Iowa, like I was just in, I must've just like clipped the corner of Iowa or something, <laughs> but, but, uh, even just that short time that I was in Iowa, I saw a, uh, a Hy-Vee. I don't remember seeing a, uh, Casey's general store, but I definitely saw a sign for a Hy-Vee. 
Okay, number three. Um, Pennsylvania, Rudders, okay, apparently began as a dairy farm in 1921. <laughs> The food menu is a wide range, so it's a gas station that started as a dairy farm. Yeah, there's another one on this list that's dealing with dairy as well. That's very common. Okay, another Pennsylvania one. So again, it's just these places keep making, I guess you think about competition. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Casey's General showed up and then High V or vice versa, now Rudders. And this next one is Sheets. Sheets. <laughs> Sheets. With a Z. Sheets. Sheets. <laughs> They're uh, have known for their made-to-order sandwich shop. Mm, okay. Pretty cool. Uh, Georgia, Parker's. 66 stores in Georgia. Southern food, biscuits, fried chicken, and tea. Sounds about right for Georgia. Sure, why not? Yep. Oklahoma City-based, Love's Travel Shop. Um, we all know Love's. Mm, yeah. 550 locations, truck stop, 24 hours. You go in there and they say, shower number three is ready. <laughs> But I typically, if I'm traveling, then loves are where I know they're going to be very well lit. And especially if it's late at night and I'm driving by myself, I'll try and go to a loves. And they typically have good gas prices. Yeah. I just, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get to this later, but I, I, I'm so dead set on on finding a particular gas station, gas company that that uh, I very, very rarely go to loves because they don't sell the gas that I buy. But um, okay, Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, Quick Trip Inc. 800 stores in 11 states, made to order food, barbecue sandwiches, ice cream. I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen quick trips around for sure. Mm. Okay, Lake Jackson, Texas. Bucky's. Bucky's. <laughs> we actually have a selfie in front of Bucky's we, on our way to Dallas. We do. So Bucky's is absolutely fantastic. I think it's one of David Pickler's favorite places. Um, actually, my niece last night is playing with the stuffed animal Bucky. <laughs> Loves it. But uh, if you've never stopped at a Bucky's, this place is ginormous. It is it's a. Huge. It is the world's largest convenience store, and it's. I don't even consider it a convenience store because you walk in. And you can get, yeah, the typical gas station type of like your drinks and snacks, but then it's like elevated to a whole nother level. Yeah, it's it's really ridiculous what all they carry. I mean, it's 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 basically like it's like the theme park of gas stations. They've got merchandise with their uh, mascot on uh -huh. it, yeah. cups, shirts. It's it's it's, 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 it's it's the size of like a small Walmart. Yeah, it's, and it's there's huge. billboards leading up to it of like Bucky's is just three miles yeah. away. Bucky's is two miles away, and you get excited for like. What is this Bucky's? I've got to go. And then they also have, as they will tell you on their billboards, they have the cleanest bathrooms. They do. The and that's, I mean, a lot of them the in Texas, obviously football's big in Texas. So you can go and get everything for your tailgate. You can eat, even the grill, buy everything there. So it really is like a, a type of a Walmart store. But yeah, lots of branding and they have amazing um, like roasted pecans and stuff like that. So good. Interesting. Okay, so obviously we, we're familiar with Bucky's. We love we Bucky's. Bucky's is number one in our heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Salt Lake City, uh, Maverick. It's out, outdoor adventure store. Try the breakfast tacos. 350 <laughs> locations. Yep. Okay, and the number one that made the USA Today's list is a Wisconsin-based uh, Quick Trip. Now, I have seen these. Yeah, I've yeah. seen those around, and that's Quick Trip with a K-W-I-K. Mm -hmm. And it is uh, it has in-store bakeries, but they also have a relationship with dairy as well, like the other one, um, like Rudders. This one, all the milk sold gets bottled within 24 hours of reaching delivery. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yep. For milk drinkers. For, 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 for milk drinkers, yeah. <laughs> okay, that is top 10 best gas stations in America.
Interesting. Okay. Moving on. Okay, so I feel like this is an episode where... This um, is an episode where you're just trying to justify the fact that you have some weird aversion to filling your car up with gas. I hate... We're going to spend 30 minutes telling these people basically why Katie is not crazy because she hates putting gas in her car. I hate putting gas in my car. I hate it. I, I just don't understand why in this day and age we don't have some kind of button that I can push and it just like... A drone shows up and fills my car up. Like, why can't that happen? I hate getting gas. And so this list of suggestions, I pretty much, I think I've heard, maybe one day heard this and was like, challenge accepted. I'm going to do the opposite. Mm. Because you should always make sure your tank has at least a quarter full. Yeah, your tank is almost never above a quarter full. It's always empty. Before long trips, you should have a full tank. Now, I I do do that. Fill up before leaving town, yes. Yeah, before going on a long trip, I do always stop and get gas. But then now while on said trip, I'm not going to pay attention. (laughs) Apparently on this list, you cannot depend on your car to inform you how many miles you have left until empty. Oh, I do that all the time. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, Cam, you're all on Snapchat, but the number of Snapchats I have sent to Court and several of my friends that it's like... It says one mile, so empty. Let's challenge accepted. Yeah, Let's a few weeks this. ago, I sent my wife a picture. I had one mile left when I pulled up to the gas station. Yeah, I. Uh, I've gotten past that one mile, and it, it, there, there's still some more in I'm there. Always it lies. Conc- I'm always concerned when I when I fill up my tank. My 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 car holds 16 gallons. I'm always concerned when I get to the gas station and I put 17 gallons in. I'm like. How how empty were you? That's every time I go to the gas station. I put more than what you're supposed to because it's that empty. <laughs> I've res- taken everything out of it. But on, I will have to add, so it says don't depend on your car to inform you. Well, so not my current car, my car before. The uh, Something got messed up in it um, mechanically or uh, computer-wise within. And so it no longer told me how much gas I had. Mm. That is the worst possible thing to happen to me. Like you could have had like the flashers stop or like the blinkers, whatever, but to not be able to tell me how much gas was in there. So I'm driving, you know, I have, everyone's like, oh, okay. Yeah. You better just, you know, look at the mileage and figure it out. (laughs) Okay. So I'm leaving work and this was a couple of years ago, leaving work and I go and my car stalls out. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happened? Like, there's something major wrong with it. And then someone goes, do you have gas? I don't know. My, my gas light doesn't work. Like, it doesn't tell me how much gas I have. Yeah, I forgot to put gas in it. Yeah. So I need that indicator. Uh, well, like, I, if, if my car ever decides to stop telling me, then I'm, I'm screwed. In college, I went with some friends to New Orleans, and we were driving over the causeway in my car. You know, that thin bridge over Lake Pontchartrain is huge. Oh, that's once you're my on worst it, nightmare. Once you're on oh, it, there's no turning yeah. around, or, and I ran out of gas <gasps> oh, in the fantastic. middle of the summer. And oh, it was no. an absolute, there's not a lot of room to pull over. I mean, it was the worst possible that's place to run out. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I drive on that bridge, I think about, like, you better not run out of gas. So now that I know you... Oh, Get yeah. gas before you hit it. That is crazy. Okay, so yeah, don't do not do what I do. Um, you should also research gas stations in your community to what, know where, where to get gas. Where did you get this list? What, 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 research gas stations in your community? Essentially, that means you should figure out where is your gas station. Where should you go get your gas that's around you? What should be your routine? Where does your allegiance lie? Do, do y'all have a routine gas station to I stop do. at? I have one here, yeah. I have I have different stations that I go to depending on where I am when I find that I am low on gas. You know what mine is? Oh crap! I'm out of gas. Oh that well that one's uh, I can't really get across traffic to that one. Sure that one looks okay. 
I'm the world's. I don't look at price. I'm. It's awful. I start bad. looking for a gas station when my car hits a quarter tank, and as soon as I pass one that I like, I'll stop and fill it up. I wait till the gas light comes on. Oh man, you should so, have seen d- me on so that. So the next one, don't wait to fill up. Try not to make it a habit of running on E. Running on empty. And it's uh, you know, I just I don't do this list. So um, so what? How exactly, Katie? Do you benefit from putting it off until the last possible second to fill I up your car? I don't benefit, and that's why I'm the one that actually brought up doing this episode because I do have a bad problem of I don't think about getting gas, and so I am then forced to pick the nearest gas station I can get to. I don't have the luxury of trying to find the place I want to go to or the place is going to have the best prices. And it usually ends up biting me in the butt and mm. I end up getting stuck with either a really sketchy gas station that I don't need to be in that part of town or I'm at the most expensive possible gas station known to man. And then I've got my husband going, we're on a budget. You spent too much on gas. Yeah, I, I find... Um, for instance, I was recently in Wyoming and driving down the interstate in Wyoming and had a very full tank of gas, but then suddenly I looked down and my tank of gas is no longer full. I'm almost on E, and there were no gas stations mm-hmm. to be seen anywhere. I pulled off at the sketchiest place ever and was like, man, if I disappear in Wyoming, if if somebody like comes up and hits me over the head, nobody's gonna know I'm missing for days, yeah. and they're not gonna know where to find me. Yeah, out west is brutal. We were Scary. taking a trip to El Paso, and we got to the middle of nowhere, and the signs would say "Next City, 500 miles." I mean, it was the most bizarre thing. Yeah. I'm like, it's crazy. Oh yeah. Crazy. Well, I think it's kind of becoming like a rite of passage of like you hit a certain level of my of friendship with me because I there's a bunch of my friends that now tell stories of traveling with me and it's like, Oh yeah, we're just going on the interstate. And then Katie just goes, "Uh Oh, we only have 30 miles till empty. And you're on one of those stretches where you were just like crossing your fingers and hoping that you make it. But yeah, you know, that's a level of friendship with me is almost running out of gas. Living on the edge with Katie. Yep. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about who sets gas prices because a lot of people do blame politicians and it's like, oh, because XYZ is in office, that's why gas prices are this. Mm-hmm. And that's not really entirely true. No, I would say that's very, very not true at all. I mean, yes, politics, politicians, they play into it because there's policies and legislations can certainly play a role, but gas prices are largely dictated by... By something else, not politics. Yeah. What is that, Katie? <laughs> I mean, so full fuel. Enlighten the people. Fuel prices have historically tracked those of crude oil, Texas tea, liquid gold. What, what else do they say in the Beverly Hillbillies? Um, you know, I, I think no, no, that's no, no. it. I've got to sing this song. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, yes, oil prices are the number one factor in motor fuel production. Consumers at the pump, you're, when you're looking at what you're paying, 12% of it is refining cost. 18% is transportation and retail, 17% is excise taxes, and 53% is crude oil. Hmm. So, I mean, how exactly is is oil crude? I mean, is it really super crude? Like, is it rude, crude, and unacceptable? No? Okay. I'm, Just I'm moving not, on. Not even. No. No. So, yes, it's the biggest component is that raw material that's used to produce gasoline. Hmm. So here's kind of some numbers for you to throw out there. As a standard, a 42-gallon barrel translates to $1.19 to $1.67 per gallon at the pump. And then you put taxes on top of that. That's another 49 cents a gallon on average nationwide. 
federal gasoline taxes is 18.4 cents per gallon. And then each state has a wide variety of those taxes. Mm -hmm. The lowest apparently is 14 cents per gallon in Alaska. And then it goes up to 61 cents per gallon in California. Tennessee, as of this report I saw, was at 45.8 cents. Yeah, I um, w- when I lived in Franklin, Tennessee, a lot of the gas stations in Franklin, you would stop at a gas station and um, the pumps all had a sticker on them that said gas prices are at this level, but you know, something to the effect of basically you're paying this much tax on yeah. your gas and that's why the price is so high. Don't, yeah. you know, don't hate us. With gas, the reason I think we think it's political is because really a lot of it is around supply and demand. And there's so much that plays into that with, if you, you think about it, you hear somebody go, oh, we're going to run out of gas. What does everybody do? They go and flood gas stations. Mm-hmm. And then now there's a supply issue. So really trying to determine it is, you know, figuring out that retail places across the board, across the country, across, you know, just within towns over, they can set their own prices in some ways. They can really have a handle on like what you're actually going to pay. And they know suckers like me, oh, we're the only gas station right here. Ha ha, let's jack those prices up because they know they can. Mm -hmm. So it's determined by global fundamentals, including supply and demand, inventories, Seasonal, think about the prime times people are driving, financial market conditions and expectations. So there's so much that goes into that dollar price that you are seeing. And it's, I think the reason why we're all so aware of it is it's flashing in our faces at all times. You think about you're driving down the road and you see up high the gas prices. Of course, I'm not paying attention to them. I think, I think normal people do, right? I'm really bad about it. I, I mean, I, generally, I don't really pay attention to the price of gas, but that is obviously one of the things that that must be a consideration for a lot of people is, you know, how much gas are they budgeted per week? You know, how much can they actually afford to to, to pay for? And they're going to want to find the, the cheapest gas they can find because, they you know, they've got a budgeted amount that they can spend. Mm-hmm. And... um. Well, and that's the thing is, is it's such a, when we're talking about budgeting things, like you think, oh, a flat fee with gas, but that goes into then what kind of car do you have? How much are you driving? Where are you working? How far do you have to commute? Okay. If you're going on a road trip, whose car are you going to take? Who gets the best, the better gas mileage? Yeah. I I guess, you know, it's part of the reason that I just don't think about gas all that much is because I don't drive much. I, I mean, I drive the, the, the longest... Says the person who just did a long road trip. Well, yes, but that was <laughs> that was an exception and certainly not the rule. Um, most of the time, my drive is is four miles to work and four miles back from work, and that's about all the driving I do. That's, that's it. Yeah. Uh, and and I, my tank of gas can last me quite a while when that's all the driving I'm doing. Um but yeah, I did. I did recently. I can't remember how many miles it was. It was it was over three thousand miles that I drove. Wow. Um, so yes, as you're like traveling around, I'm sure you, if you actually paid attention, you saw all kinds of gas prices across the board. Just again, I don't really look at the price um, on this on this particular trip. I mapped out my gas stops, so like I knew. When I was going to stop, I knew what city I was going to stop in. Where, ladies you know. and gentlemen, that's what you probably should do on your road trips. Don't don't be a Katie, be a court. Well, because I, I mean, you know, I was driving through some very unpopulated parts of the country, and so I wanted to make sure that I had appropriate amounts of gas for those yeah. parts of the drive. Um, 
So yeah. If I, I was doing that, I would have had to have like some extra gas in my car. <laughs> it would have probably would. I would. Yeah. If you ever were to do a road trip like this, I would highly encourage you take a, <laughs> a tank of a thing of gas with you in the car. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mapped it out based on again the the gas station that I wanted to use the the place. Usually, I wanted to try and find if I could find an exit where I could stop and get gas and food and you know everything all in one stop so that I was off uh, off of the interstate for a very very limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. And that's that was what I tried to do. Okay, that's that road how, trip rules. This is yeah. like if you stop, you get everything done at one time. Yeah. And so this is something I've learned from researching for this episode. I did not realize that you'll sit there and see like all these Exxons or, you know, Hy-Vees or Bucky's, but about 95% of retail gas station outlets are independently owned small businesses. They may fly the flag of a major oil company or of a store or something like that, but they pay a fee to license that brand. Mm-hmm. That was shocking to me because I just thought, I mean, it makes sense now that I think about it because... You'll go and like some, you know, Exxons may look one way or they may look another way, but it it makes sense now that it's like they just paid to use that name, but it's owned by, you know, some person. Yeah, we've got a, um, we've got a, a, a fuel company down here, a refinery, I guess, um, uh, MAPCO. And uh, it's it's a it's it has a big presence down here in the in the southeast in, in in Tennessee and Mississippi and so forth. And they actually Mapco has their own stores. Mapco Delta Express was the name of the stores. Uh-huh. But they actually sell their fuel to all of the other fuel companies as well. So you know if you if you're filling up at an Exxon or at a BP, you may actually be using gas that they purchased from Mapco, and then they may have some special additive or something that they put into it, but. You know, you, you could actually be using the same gas you would get if you went over to a Delta Express and got your gas there. Yeah. So you said earlier there's this particular fuel you like. What's the fuel you like? I, I tend to look for uh, Exxon stores. Okay. I, I got into the habit of using Exxon when I worked at a company that uh, I had a, a fleet car. And so I had a fleet card for the Exxon. And I got in the habit of looking for Exxons when I was using a fleet card. And um, I just kind of, the habit stuck. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, I use Exxon, too, for most of the time because my mom, when she was actually in college and student teaching, she got an Exxon gas card, and so then she's kept it, and then when I became driving age, that's, she ended up putting me on as a card as well, so now I have an Exxon, but yeah, it's, I will admit, Exxon is very expensive at times. It's not always the best place to go. Yeah, and I mean, you know, when you're, when you're using an Exxon card, you know you're going to go to an Exxon, so I, I think that's part of the reason that I don't pay attention as much to the price because yeah. I, I, if, if if I were really really price sensitive, I wouldn't be going to Exxon because yeah. Exxon is an expensive, uh, one of the more expensive yeah. places for for buying fuel. But it's a behavioral thing. That's what really it's a financial thing. You're picking where you're going, but you're also doing it behaviorally. You know, okay, I'm going to find that Exxon. I'm going to find that gas station, or it's behavioral what I do of I just kind of, it's a crapshoot. Okay, crap. I need gas. Yeah, it'd be great. I try and look if there's an Exxon I can get to. But if there's not an Exxon I can get to, then I've got to just go with what's right there. Yeah. And every time, every time a new building goes up in, in Collierville and I, and I see that it's going to be turned into a gas station, I'm like, Ooh, maybe it'll be an Exxon. Um, I, I can tell you where every Exxon in, in the town of Collierville is. Uh, yeah, there's it, two, right? 
Oh no, 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 no there's there's one, two, three, four. Oh, y'all need to educate me on. Okay. Don't go to the Exxon by my house. It's like seventeen dollars a gallon. <laughs> so did you know that forty four percent of gas customers actually come into the store? Hmm. I think this may probably have changed a little bit pandemic times, but. Um, on average, 44% of the customers are going to the store. I guess it's a lot of people that are trying to maximize their stops. Yeah. I would, di- I wonder if there's a difference because if I'm in town, I'm just going to get gas more than likely. Although I may go in and like run and get an energy drink or something like that. But if I'm in town, I'm pretty much just getting gas yeah. and getting out of the way. Yeah. Road trip. Yeah. Take yeah. advantage of the stop. I will say I stop when, when I stop to get gas, I frequently go into the store if I want to buy beer. Um, that's about the only thing that I'll buy at the gas station, at least in town. But yeah, when I'm on a road trip, I'm, I'm every time I get off the interstate, I'm going into the store. I guarantee you if for no other reason than to go to the bathroom, but usually oh, yeah. I'll buy a drink or something like that too. So when people are picking their gas stations, they're looking at the quality of the fuel, the food, the employees, the atmosphere. Prices are sometimes what's determining for some people, but a lot of it's location as well. Mm. Uh, I thought these numbers were interesting. The statistics of when people fill up their tank. And I think they didn't put the category in here of when they have to, which would be me. But uh, 37, the majority of people fill up, 37% fill up between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. Okay. That's like right in the middle of work day, but okay. (laughs) That's weird. 33% fill up between 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. That's me. Yep. That's after work. 22% 22% are the 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. crowd, and 7% are the 7 p.m. to midnight crowd. I don't I don't fill up at a particular time of day. I I just fill up when I when, when, <laughs> when I need, need gas. gas. The worst lie you can tell yourself, and man, I'm notorious <gasps> for this. Do you know where I'm going yep. with this? Is uh, you're low on gas. It's after work, and you you tell yourself, I'll just fill up in the morning. I'll wake up early and do it on the way to work, and it never works out well. Okay, I do that all the time. Except then I'll push it, and I'll be. It'll be like, okay, well, I'll fill up after work then. And I just continue this cycle and I'm just gambling with it. There have been so many times I've had my phone on speed dial ready to be like, somebody come get me off the side of the road. Because <laughs> I will. It's it's late at night. You don't want to stop for gas. But then you're, you're hating yourself the next morning because then you're challenged. Okay, you're late if you run out of gas. But then if you stop and get gas, you're late. So, yeah. I, I, I mean... Just stop and fill up your car, Katie. Just just fill up your car. Cam just said the same thing. Why are you yelling at me, boy? <laughs> Consumers ages 35 to 49 are more likely to purchase fuel during the morning day. I don't I, I know. <laughs> than consumers that are buying midday likely because of pressure of time. Hmm. So, uh I don't know. I don't Just know. When 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 the needle gets to the point that tells you you need gas, stop and get gas. Why are you worried about what time of day it is? You need gas. Get yeah. gas. Okay, let's talk about like Costco and Kroger because you know those two places have the fuel incentives for mm-hmm. sure. I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's other places, but there. Well, you can also use your Kroger points at Shell stations. That's that's where I go. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I know my mom, and there's several other people I know that. Costco, you can get really cheap gas Mm -hmm. and using your Costco card. And so my mom will go out of her way to Costco to fill up. And so that's a behavioral of the extra couple of miles you're traveling out of your way to go fill up for cheaper gas. Is it really saving you money or is it not? You've got to do your math and figure it out. Like 
Is the the amount of money you're saving on all that gas worth the the miles the, and the miles, miles of driving in a time? Because your mom doesn't live anywhere near the Costco. No, but I mean it's that's what people will do. I hear it all the time, and that's why every time you go by Costco, it is a long line because people are doing that. They're taking advantage of it. But I'm sure for some people it is better. But you need to probably sit down with your finances and look. Okay, how much time and how much miles am I going Mm -hmm. versus how much am I saving? Is the juice worth the squeeze? (laughs) End of story. (laughs) Is the pump worth the squeeze? Is the pump worth the squeeze? Is the drive worth that extra little drop of gas that you technically didn't have to pay for because you saved on it? So does brand matter to you? Obviously, yes, Court. You're you're an Exxon man. Yeah. And and it has absolutely nothing to do with the oil spill, but because I know a lot of people... Um, stopped going to BP when that oil spill happened a few years ago. Um, but I I don't like BP. I, I I'm just I'm I am against going to BP. I'll go to Shell if I need if I need gas and there's a Shell and I can't find an Exxon. I'll go to okay. Shell or I I'll, I'll go to uh, other places. But I I don't like BP. I don't know what the what you the know what BP is. stands for British Petroleum. Yep. Interesting little tidbit here. BP bought out a chain of gas stations back in the golly it's been probably it's been a couple of decades ago i think since they when when they did it they bought out a a chain of gas stations called gulf g-u-l-f gulf okay and so all of the gulf gas stations became bps i just recently within the last say five years started noticing gulf gas stations popping back up Hmm. and like they're they're popping up around around the country and i'm like why is gulf back i don't i don't know i I wondered for a minute if it wasn't because like maybe they were reintroducing gulf as a brand because bp took such a hit because of that oil spill or if it was something else but i did find it interesting that they're they're popping back up i wonder if bp still owns the brand or if they sold the brand the the name to to someone else well and kind of i mean it's brilliant marketing you think about it because you mentioned that you may be going to a certain gas station, but you're actually buying like Mapco gas or you're buying different things. So mm-hmm. it's sometimes, uh, you know, what the branding is doesn't necessarily mean what you're buying. Yeah. And then you've got the whole thing. Of, well, like, that if upsets you have- me very much because I want a tiger in my tank. I mean, that's <laughs> bottom line. I was about to say, would y'all judge me if I base where I go on the logo of the gas station? <laughs> that would make sense. That's I mean, your Shell is the best logo. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all he likes. Yeah, Sh- Chevron's pretty good too. <laughs> branding wise <laughs> okay so cam buys his gas based on branding court wants a tiger so you know he can go hang out with mike tank. tyson yeah is what it is uh we talked about a little bit before people buying snacks and stuff so again i'm wondering if this statistic was pre-pandemic times 50 percent. so half of all female customers pay for gas at the register still pays for gas at the register that is, that is absolutely the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard in my life yeah and that's a reason i like that? exxon even though they're expensive in my eyes is because they take apple watch at the pump i mean it's very quick yeah. okay i i am the type and i saw somebody post this the other day on instagram so i know i'm not alone if it pops up and says like number one if it pops up and says receipt see cash cashier oh hell no i'll I'm not leave yeah i'll, I'll leave. leave the station or if you go up there and it says you know like does not take credit card go into pay nope going to another gas station oh. i'm not going in what i hate are the pumps that's like enter your your digits okay enter your zip code okay car wash okay social security number and you're just going through it i'm like this is social not security a, number that's a joke what? but but it's just this laundry list of things you have to enter i'm like what's the point just stop. just give me my gas i need gas 
Come on. <laughs> my needle is on is on E. I need to put gas in my tank. Well, and ladies and gentlemen, I feel like we need to tell you while we're talking about gas, make sure you put the correct gas in your car. Do not be trying to put diesel in your car unless it's... Who's going around trying to put diesel in there their are car? Appa- no, no, no. There are apparently... Girl. No, I, I had to text my husband this because I was somewhere and this lady had like a BMW or Land Rover or something. And she said, I need diesel. But... The diesel pumps were for the trucks, and so the knob was too big to fit in her car. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, because we're used to the bigger vehicles needing diesel, not these, lo- whatever luxury band it was, there's a certain SUV that takes diesel. Mm. But, I mean, I could just picture a kid not knowing and just, like, grabbing a pump and putting it in. And I always know, like, if you have a premium car, don't screw it up. You got to put premium in it. Mm-hmm. I have a premium car, and I hate it. Yeah, that was that guy. I mine drive too. a like, Honda, ugh. and I just put regular gas in my Honda. <laughs> so a third of customers that are buying gas also come in and buy a drink or a snack. Sure. I, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Twenty-one percent, more than five, more than one in five customers use the bathroom, and thirteen percent use the ATM. Now I know I'm one of those that I wish there was a way that you could know what gas stations have ice. Well, um, because some of them will have the coolers outside, but then others will have it inside. And I mean, I'm sure the girl, poor girl, looked, I looked at her like she was a psycho because I went into this gas station and she's like, Yeah, we don't have any ice. And I'm like, You're a gas station. What do you mean you don't have ice? Like, what? Yeah, I I, I do. When I need ice, I go to, I definitely go to a gas station to buy ice and I know know which ones to, that, that have them on the, I actually like to, uh, I like the ones that have the ice on the outside. You can go in and just tell them, hey, I need to pay for yes. five bags of ice. But then I park my car as close to the mm-hmm. cooler as I can get it so that I can load the ice into my car. And they're always so trusting. I always wonder, like, how do they know? Like, are they watching me? Well, it is I don't get. I don't want to get so... in trouble, but I kind of want to one day just be like, like I pay for five and like start grabbing the six. Like, is someone just going to pop out and like, ah, you you're always paid for five. What are you doing? I don't want to get in trouble and do that, but I kind of want to know. And no, I'm not trying to steal ice. I just am very curious who's watching the ice. Mm. But yeah, I think it's one of those. If you go to a grocery store and get ice, you got to lug it out to your car. It's a pain. If you have to go into the store, then you're like, you're carrying it. And like, I had three bags of ice once. I was carrying in my arms and this jerko was in front of me with his slurpee. That's all he had. And instead of letting me go in front of him, he's just standing there. And he starts paying with it with change. (laughs) I was about to like lift the bags up and be like, move. But I didn't. I was nice. Kindness, everyone. Please be nice to each other. Well, I do. I mean, again, my my habits change depending. I, I, I don't go to the bathroom in a gas station in the city. But if I'm on the road, obviously, part of what goes into my decision about where I'm going to stop for gas uh, has a lot to do with like, is this place does it do, is it gonna is it new is it gonna be clean is it yeah. gonna are they gonna have clean bathrooms you know that that kind of stuff is yeah. frequently why how I choose where I'm gonna stop and if it's a place you frequently travel to then you're gonna remember that gas station you stopped at that had a terrible bathroom oh yeah and that's again that's why I was so impressed with Bucky's because they advertise that they have the cleanest restrooms and they are legit clean <laughs> as all get out they smell good when you walk into a Bucky's bathroom it smells nice. It's just yeah. It, we it, had it to we had to go searching for court because Cam and David and I were ready to leave, and court's just hanging out in the bathroom, smelling <laughs> everything. <laughs> but so it's why are gas stations 
so much varying in prices. Why is it that you sit there and see one across the street that's, you know, two cents higher than the one across that's two cents lower, or that gas station by Cam's house that is the only one around and has ridiculously high prices? It's because they can. Mm -hmm. It is a competitive market, and it just, I feel like it goes kind of back to like Wild West days. You've got the gas stations like across the street from each other, and I feel like they're just competing. It's like, oh, oh, they they moved theirs up a cent. Like, oh, yeah, okay, let's let's do this. Let's change stuff up. Let's go down. Let's get the business. And it's interesting because I wonder, the three of us aren't really looking at those prices. Are there people out there that are really paying attention? Absolutely. And seeing I mean, that. Yeah, they especially when you see gas prices skyrocket. You know, mm-hmm. the, all of a sudden the news channels will start running spots where they're like, hey, th- this this is the, the low price gas place yeah. of the day or something like that. that was... There was legit a spot on on one of our local news channels when when the prices were so high. And every day they would tell viewers, like, this is the place that's selling the low gas today. I think they even have apps to help you find the lowest gas prices Yeah, someone was telling me about that, that you can sit there and... I mean, they have an app for everything, Court. Come on. But yeah, that you can search where to get gas and where you should go. And again, if it's a budgetary concern, then obviously people are... I mean, I I don't want to sound spoiled or something that I'm like, oh, I don't even look at price. I, you know, it's not yeah. like that. I mean, the gas is expensive and I, t- I certainly take price into consideration, but it's just not, you know, it's not something like, for instance, my kids have to, because I don't, you know, they, I, I, I give them a, a, a budget for how much, how much they can spend on fuel in a, in a given month and they have to stick to that. So they yeah. have to be very conscious of the price that they're paying and how much gas they're using, how far they're driving and so forth. Yeah. Um, I would say with the budget part, if you are fortunate that you don't have to penny pinch and really set yourself on a strict budget for gas, that may be the first place to try and look. Instead of trying to cut out your coffee that you really love, maybe try and just be more cautious about where you're getting yeah that's the better word um, about where you're getting gas. Mm -hmm. Because I do know like, yeah, it hurts when I... I stopped at that gas station by Cam's house and had to get gas and I was on E and it, it, that hurt mm-hmm. getting that gas. And I, I called my husband and was like, I just paid this much. And he's like, well, where'd you stop? Well, the first place I could find, cause I was out of I gas. To, my car was about to die. <laughs> yeah. I, but so that's a good on a, since we are a financial podcast, that's a good way to look at, I need to tighten up the budget a little bit. Let's look at where we're getting gas. That's an easy solution to try and, Plan ahead a little bit and yeah, take that time of when you're driving home from work and you're about to run out of gas, just go ahead and stop because in that point you can control it and then it alleviates some stress in your life. I know it would be less stressful if I would actually try and get gas on a regular basis, but I know that about me. I've got to deal with that. Try and grow, Katie. I'm, I'm trying. Be better. But so this has kind of again been a little bit of a bizarre episode, but I really wanted to do this episode because so many people talk about, oh, the gas prices are this way because of this person in office. And there's so much more to it. If anything, you've got to look at it as the supply and demand and the prices in the market. And it's it's so much that goes together to create this. But also on us on a day-to-day basis, you can be in control of where you buy your gas from. You You have a choice. And figure out what works for you, whether you're motivated by 
finding those buckies or those breakfast pizzas or going to rudders and getting you some milk, whatever it may be, like find those places and make it that that's your gas station. I want clean bathrooms and I don't want to have to talk to anybody when I'm filling up my car. So you must have pay at the pump. Do not ask me to come inside. And if I do go inside, don't look at me or talk to me. Just tell me where the bathroom is and I will be fine. Okay, Katie. Well, you already pretty much gave them your bullseye. So if you just want to repeat yourself on your bullseye and just say what you said again, then we can There we can is go nothing ahead. wrong with repetition. Okay, go ahead. Give them your bullseye. <laughs> okay, so bullseye, everybody, is that if you are looking at your budget, take a look at where you're buying gas. And that may be a very simple way for you to kind of cut costs and figure out where's the best place to go, whether it is trying to do like a loyalty card and find that dedicated gas station or not. But it's one of those, just have an understanding that it really does play into supply and demand. And there's a lot of things that go into the gas prices. And maybe if anything, y'all don't, don't do what I do. Pay attention when you're running out of gas and pay more attention to those gas prices. Bullseye. Bullseye. Well, I think my bullseye will just be, you know, um, if your car gets down to a quarter of a tank and you're near a gas station, then why don't you just stop and go ahead and fill up if the price is right? Why wait until you're on E? Don't be Katie, ladies and gentlemen. Don't be Katie. Bulls. Ouch! Oh! Ladies and gentlemen, there is the closing bell. You have made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you like what you heard and you haven't already, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beam directly into your faces every single Thursday at noon. Um, well, the holes on the sides of your face, anyway. Those ears. Those ear things. The holes on Every Thursday at noon. Sign up. Subscribe. And then if you'd like to find out more about me and Katie, or if you would like to communicate with us in any way, feel free to go to our website. Uh, our website address is bullcastpodcast.com. Uh, we also have Instagram. That handle is at bullcastpodcast. And we have Twitter. That handle is at bullcastpodcast as well. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think we actually mentioned it this ep episode, but Katie and I work for a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. We are a wealth advisory firm. And if you would like to find out more about our firm, more about us, more about our amazing team and our boss, David Pickler, please feel free to go to that website. That is picklerwealthadvisors.com. It's advisors with an O. Not an E. Ladies and gentlemen. Like I the gas. <laughs> Boy, howdy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I've given you everything you need to go forth and be merry. So please have a great weekend or day or whatever month, year. Have a great life. What? And we'll talk to you later. I'm Cam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Katie. I'm Court. <laughs>